Welcome to episode five of Hurwitz's House of Horror. I'm your host, Steve Hurwitz, and this is the podcast where I convince one of my friends to watch a horror movie that they otherwise probably wouldn't and get their opinion, see what they feel, and we talk about it. With me, as always, is my official, unofficial co-host, Jeff Miller. Hey, Jeff. Hi. Welcome back, man. Thanks. This is our uh, our first podcast, you know, back in one of our two studios, either this empty room or my living room. Uh, we're back here since officially launching the podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That took me by surprise. I was going to say, yeah, there's been we've been back here a bunch of episodes, but I guess since you since you actually released it, we mm-hmm. haven't recorded an episode yet. That's right. Some fun facts for you right now. I recorded that first episode Friday the 13th, part one. Way back in, I think it was September of last year was when we recorded that. Of 2021. That's correct. 2021. And then it took us a while to kind of get things together for episode two. Same with episode three. And then we kind of fast-tracked episode four. Uh, I recently planned on having uh, or kind of releasing parts one, two, and three simultaneously to kind of get a, get a hang of things, but... I kind of actually liked having them banked up a little bit mm-hmm. to kind of give me some time to reflect and look back to make any changes that I needed to and just to kind of see what people thought of it. And before we dive into the podcast, uh, I just want to thank everybody who has given this a listen and everyone who has supported this and given it a download because it, it's been great. You know, this has been a lot of fun for me and I'm glad that you all are able to get in on some of this fun and listen to some some. Cool guys, talk about some horror movies, and thank you just again for listening and all of your support. Well, Jeff, since it's been a while since we've been back in here, have you how have you been doing? Have you had any horror kind of experiences in the past couple of weeks? Seen any horror movies? Read any horror things? Um, uh, you know, as I'm as I've been pretty transparent about, I don't do a lot of horror <laughs> of anything, but. Uh, probably the closest thing would be the, the latest season of stranger things season Ooh, four. Yeah. Which very topical right now. Yes. Everyone's talking about it. Mainly that one song that I will not sing or bring up probably for the best, because I think that's copyrighted material. Right. Yeah. We don't want to get shut down. Mm-hmm. Not yet. At um, least. that was really good. Uh, that was the most recent thing. Um, I liked it. I had to pause. Oh, hmm? what was that? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, it was good. Uh, I paused at one point. I think it was like episode three. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I'm even going to finish because man, oh, here, here's a little spoiler. Maybe just skip like a minute ahead. Oh, I don't yeah, know if, if, if you, you haven't, haven't seen Stranger Things. Yeah, it's, it's been out for a little while, but you know, I understand sometimes it takes people a little, some time to kind of yeah. catch up on a show, but people are busy. spoilers right now. Yeah. So you're warned. Mainly, um, it's not a huge spoiler, but. Lots of lots of bones are breaking. Mm-hmm. Just lots of bones are breaking. All the, everyone's bones. And bones are breaking. Bones are breaking. <laughs> uh, and I was just not into that. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good example of like in previous episodes, I've talked about how I really like campy horror and mm-hmm. like kind of like practical effects. And you can kind of tell that it's fake, but really well done and fun. And this was more like 
That's just someone's bones being shattered in multiple places. In all directions, too. Every direction, just watching someone get dismembered. And then, like, flashing back to it over and over and over. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I just want to watch the show <laughs> and not see someone's arm be broken in 18 places. But otherwise, great Very show. good, yeah. yeah. Finished it out, you know, part one or whatever. It's mm-hmm. good. I like it. I think you, I recommend it. you watch... Uh, like those first two episodes before I got a chance to. Mm-hmm. And I think you actually texted me asking what I thought of it and I hadn't seen it yet. And that's when you were like, ah, yeah, there's just like some body horror shit that mm-hmm. I, I just had to stop. And I'm kind of like glad you told me that because throughout that entire episode, I was like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? <laughs> and it happens at the very end of episode one where one of the characters, again, just gets her body broken in all directions, her jaw, like fucking, goes in another direction yeah, all her fingers are like snapping and bending bones. in different spots yeah yeah uh if you hadn't like given me that heads up i would i would have been much more surprised and probably more grossed out mm-hmm. but like i prepared myself for it but even then like i i don't i don't not like body horror you know i, I love seeing some of the effects of that stuff but even that was pretty intense and then yeah they flashed back to it i think in episode two and it was like yeah. oh good you know i i just saw this it Thanks felt random too because it was like i mean they were talking about it but it was like yeah and then i was in the thing and then it was just like snap 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 <laughs> i was like okay cool and then uh, what was it like again in episode four another guy gets it and oh, he's like in the water and like they just like lingered on, oh, on yeah. that kill too it would like that one was the one i was like all right i get it i yeah, get it, it kind of <laughs> made, made my stomach hurt Mm-hmm. Which is funny that you say that too, because like, yeah, I know you're into like, I mean, I like the thing, yeah, um, and that's pretty intense. I don't know what is so different about it, mm-hmm. but like in the thing, there's people's heads ripping off and like spider legs coming out and stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, that's cool. And in this, it was like upsetting. Maybe it's because yeah. it was kids. It might have been that. It. I don't know. Possibly, maybe it was because using again the thing as. As an example, it was because a lot of the times when you saw the body horror, it was um, mixed with like an alien or it was like clearly not a person necessarily. Right. It was, you know, an exaggerated kind of already gross. I don't know if that yeah, makes that, sense. No, that's a great point. I think that's what it is. Also, and the practical effects thing, even though they're like amazing, mm-hmm. it's still like, oh, cool. And something about it feels artistic mm-hmm. instead of just like disturbing and unsettling. Yeah. Aside from kind of the body horror, though, I think this season has been really good. Oh, yeah, me too. It's gotten much darker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what I liked about season three as well, was it kind of went, shifted into a darker tone. It definitely wasn't as dark as this season or as kind of upsetting in that body horror kind of mm-hmm. way. But that's what I've really been digging is this season is dark. I got to say season one's still my favorite. Oh, without a doubt. It set that bar, set that tone. Yeah, so good. Yeah. But I agree. Seasons three and four were good. And I'd recommend the whole show. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, it's for free on Netflix. Yeah. Well, not for free. You have to, you have to pay for Netflix. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of kind of horror things, uh, I've been watching that. But also, on top of that, I've been kind of falling into a bit of a horror kind of video game deep dive. Mm. Yeah. I just recently got this new game called The Quarry. Oh, you got out. that. Yeah. It's uh, it's very cool. I'm only about probably halfway through. I've mm-hmm. been playing it. I've been wanting to play it during the day. But unfortunately, my uh, my TV is facing the window where the sun mm. just comes blasting through. And even when you close the shades, there's just like a fucking fat ass glare on the TV. 
And this game is a very dark game in the sense that it's uh, like it's like mostly at night. Yes. Yes. Very, very dark. And so even with the shades closed, it's just like I can't see shit. (laughs) So why have you been wanting to play during the day? Because it's too spooky. Uh, no, I've been wanting to play during the day just because I've had like, you know, the past couple of days off and I'm like, oh, I want to play a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> also during the day yes. as well as at night. I got you. Yeah. Well, I stopped playing it during the day because I just can't. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no point. Yeah. Uh, that's been super fun that uh, it's. Did you ever play the game Until Dawn? Uh, no. All right. So. It's it's by the same studio and it's um, it's about like a group of kids who go into this cabin. Uh, they get together after a year or so because one of their friends died and there's like kind of this weird shit going on up there and you kind of get to choose it's a game all about choices it's very mm. it's it, it's kind of like a movie uh with gameplay in interspersed in between everything and you get to make choices which can affect the outcome of either characters or different that story cool. paths yeah it's it's very cool very story driven is it set in a specific time too i think i saw a, a teaser or something and it looked like it was like 80s or 70s or something that game until dawn i think was set whenever whatever year it came out and like oh, okay, four gotcha. or five years ago this game is i think i think it's set in 2021 they're actual dates oh. but it has that kind of uh 80s vibe because it's about these camp counselors mm. who like it was the last day of summer or the last day of their summer camp they sent all the kids home well they decided to just kind of stay one more night but that's bad news bears for some reason because shit just goes fucking becomes a classic horror movie of mm-hmm. teens just partying, having a good time. And then some supernatural or other force kind of out there hunting them. And it's very fun. That sounds cool. I want to yeah. play that. Yeah. Um, oh, I kind of want to spoil some shit for you, but like it's definitely something I think you'll, <laughs> you'll want to give a give a playthrough. It's, okay, it's cool. really fun. Yeah. And then again, it's just all down to those choices of. Am I going to, you know, if I don't, if I do this one thing, mm-hmm. how it will affect me like, you know, two chapters later in the game. Right. Yeah. Have you played the whole thing? Or are you still playing through? No, right I'm now? about halfway through. I think there okay. are 10, maybe 11 chapters. I'm on chapter five. There are like some cool references actually to ho- other horror movies. Oh, nice. Little spoiler. There's a scene where you have the choice of either, uh, or you have to cut off camp counselor's hand because of an infection. And you get this cool choice of do you use a chainsaw or do you shoot it off? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then it was just very reminiscent of uh, Evil Dead Two with right. Ash kind of having to do that. That's cool. On top of that game, I also just started replaying Resident Evil Two, uh, the remake that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, an updated kind of version for the PlayStation Five just came out, and the graphics are beautiful. And I haven't played that again since it came out, and so I've been kind of replaying that. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking freaky ass game, man. That's what I've heard. I haven't played it, but I've heard it's like. One that will stick with you too. Oh, most definitely. I like. I loved the the original. I had the port for the GameCube back in the day, and that was super <laughs> fun. But you know, it was that very blocky, just tank controly type mm-hmm. kind of game. Uh, but this, you know, they remastered the whole thing, and now they've updated it for the PlayStation. And well, a good chunk of it takes place in a police station. And I'm currently just like I'm trying to figure out what I was doing last time I played this a couple of years ago. <laughs> so that's kind of fun, kind of getting reintroduced to everything going on. And there's mm-hmm. like this guy called Mr. X that will chase you around the, uh, the police station. Right. And he just kind of wanders all around randomly through the map. And so like one minute you could be downstairs feeling fine. Next thing you turn around, he's just fucking this huge ass giant fucking uh. dude wearing a hat is just coming at you and he will destroy you. <laughs> and the best part is like the sound in that game is fantastic too. Because like you'll hear, you'll be like in one room and there's this stairwell leading 
three floors up and you'll be able to like hear his footsteps up mm-hmm. above you or in different parts. Ooh. And so I'm like, I'm genuinely just like, I don't know. Like I hear it, but I don't know what direction he's going to come from. I feel like that's a lot of the times like the what, part of the scariest part of or well, horror movies or games The is the sound, like the sound design and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't remember what it was. I think it was the, I don't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast yet, but that demo you had for, it was like a VR on your phone and you put it in like a cardboard yeah, yeah, visor yeah. and it was for like, um, it was the exorcist, the exorcist yeah. demo. Yeah. 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 Uh, or promo. And I remember even that cause you put in the headphones, you plug them into your phone and then I was in an attic mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you could hear like breathing, but it was like from, it was like in my left ear. Uh-huh. So it was like spatial kind of like horror sounds. And I turned around, there's a little girl in the corner. God, that was terrifying. Yeah. It's like being able to hear, like you're saying the footsteps or like breathing or God, that's so, so scary. It's crazy too. Cause like, like you just said, that was using, you know, a little cardboard thing on a phone. Mm-hmm. And now there are some VR games that are just fucking ugh, terrifying to play. Yeah. I don't know if I could, I haven't tried any of them. I want to, but even that cardboard one was too yeah. much, man. I couldn't do it. Uh, I have a few for the, uh, Oculus, the Oculus VR set and they're, they're kind of, they're, they're pretty freaky, but mm-hmm. the Oculus has such like a specific kind of look, you know, the graphics can only do so much. Right. So, you know, it's not nearly as good as if you were playing it like on a PC or a PlayStation, you know, using that kind of VR, but even with, you know, the limited capabilities that it has, like it's still pretty fucking freaky. Right. Yeah. I feel like your mind can some kind of, sometimes like get past that a little bit and it's, mm-hmm. st- it still gets real spooky. into the yeah. game. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, kind of similar scene. Uh, I got uh, in another Exorcist VR game. I ended That's up funny. in an attic. This chair just like like the power goes out. Then you see this chair start rocking. Uh, and I stood there for maybe like a solid minute and a half debating <laughs> whether or not I was going to continue the game. I ended up just taking off the headset and it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Like you're saying. Scary, yeah, you find yourself just sucked into the game well enough. You're, you're just freaked out no matter what. Yeah. Like I feel my body tense up and it's like I'm all I'm doing is staring at a phone from like an inch away. Mm hmm. And I'm like, I'm I like my fight or flight kicks in for real. Good thing with VR again. You just take those goggles right off. And that's right. You're like, ah, ah back to real life. I never have to put that back yeah, on yeah, if yeah. I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. So to kind of get us into this movie, Fright Night, which is about vampires. Jeff, do you have any kind of first memories or introductions to vampires? Um. <clears throat> The first thing that pops in my head, I don't know if it's my first memory necessarily, mm-hmm. but um, it's a TV show. Okay. Um, it's actually a spinoff of a very t- a very famous TV show about vampires. Um, if you guys can guess, it's Angel. Oh, shit. I didn't um, even think of that. Yeah. Oh, did uh, the way Buffy, Angel? I never yeah, yeah. watched Buffy when I like when it came out, but I somehow became aware of angel. I watched the pilot and I thought it was like the coolest fucking thing I'd ever seen. Uh-huh. I still remember the like opening scene. Cause it like, it was so cool to me that it just like burned in my brain where he's in like a bar or a cafe or something. And a, a waitress walks by in a coffee mug slips off her tray uh-huh. and he like catches it using super speed. Cause wow. like vampire speed. <laughs> And then at some point he's in an alley and he like uses his little retractable wrist stakes to kill these two vampires on either side of him. And I was just like, okay, I'm about to watch this whole show. Um, and I loved it. I haven't seen it since then. It's probably super goofy, but, uh-huh. and I've never seen Buffy either. Maybe I'll go back and watch all those, but that's probably my first. No, you know what? what? Let me correction. All right. 
first, this is probably my first ever introduction to vampires would be Count Dracula. Is his name Count Dracula? No, the Count. Oh. Like, like Chocula? Ah, 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 oh, ah, yeah, that, nope. two oranges or whatever. That's not a, that's not a good impression, but you guys get it. The Sesame Street vampire. I was thinking of the uh, serial character. Right. Count Chocula. Yeah. Nope. Not a Count Chocula fan. I don't remember <laughs> him until my teen years. I wasn't allowed to do that when I was younger. Yeah. Count man. I mean, either I was a purely a uh, regular Cheerios <laughs> or grape nuts cereal family. We didn't have sugar cereals. So it blew my mind whenever we got honey nut Cheerios. I was like, oh, oh totally. Me too. <laughs> we we had to mix them though. It was regular Cheerios and half regular, half mm-hmm. honey nut of because course. you can't have too much sugar. <laughs> that was my childhood. Hey, yeah, similar. Yeah. So uh, the count, huh? Yep. Nice. <laughs> the count, and then I guess just skips straight from the count to Angel, <laughs> mm-hmm. as far as I can remember. So I guess he was a vampire, huh? The count, count. Chill. Oh, totally. Was he was count? like Dracula, but he would just count stuff. Didn't suck any blood. No, nope. wasn't allergic to garlic that we know about. Not that I remember. I don't remember any kids just like turning on him during the I show. I think he turned into a bat a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. He might have hung upside down. Not sure about the coffin imagery mm-hmm. because, you know, again, it's for kids. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you'd be, I, I wouldn't be surprised. In the uh, They got a lot of way. They got away with a lot of stuff in the 80s, I feel like. They're not wrong They don't there. do now, you know? Yeah. So that's Man. probably my first... Those are my two main like memories as a child with vampires. I don't think there's too many like scary, you know, like, yeah, I think that's it. I didn't watch any vampire movies or anything. Monster Squad always looked really cool, but I never watched it. I've still have never seen it. I've seen that once. It's it's pretty entertaining. I definitely definitely check it out like on Halloween or something. Okay. Or just mainly I wanted the T-shirt. Yeah. I was like, that T-shirt looks fucking cool. So just going back to angel real quick totally did he have um those retractable you said like stakes yeah Were he they had like, like uh him? no it was like um that video game um where you wear the cool white like oh cloak and Assassin's you jump off Creed. the buildings yeah there you go yeah <laughs> it was those basically nice he had them first though so uh-huh. you know trendsetter but he would just strap them on with like belts and then they would he would they would pop out of his like sweet leather jacket and yeah. he would stab vampires in the heart of course he had a leather jacket that's yeah. very cool and then he would like look like a normal dude mm-hmm. like vampires do and then oh he was like half vampire or something weird i, I don't remember. remember oh he no no, no. Like he had a soul he was turned into a vampire and then someone like cursed him with a soul or something okay like that. and then his face would get wrinkly i remember the wrinkly face yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a very specific vibe yeah i Forehead got wrinkle yeah. vampires I remember really liking Buffy because my sister really liked it. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, she knows what's cool. Right. I remember getting into it and I remember I'd watch episodes with, uh, with her and my ma. Oh, nice. But like, I just don't remember much of it <laughs> and I never kind of went back to it. Mm-hmm. But I remember it was being, or I remember it being pretty cool at the time. Right. It's kind of like fun, campy on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch the movie? The eighties one. Yeah. No, I did not. Me neither. Hey, I heard it's really good. Maybe that's maybe I've heard it's really bad. Oh, really? Maybe I'm mixing it up with something else. Yeah. Who's to say? True. Then again, you know, I like some terrible things and other people don't. So <laughs> to each their own. Also, a quick side note. Uh, Joss Whedon is a piece of trash. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Buffy might be cool, but he sucks. So just we're, we're going to get Firefly back on the air one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just a official uh, <laughs> mindset of the podcast. Mm hmm. Uh, 
real quick, I just want to apologize to all of the Buffy fans who know way more than we do about this topic, because I'm sure we just butchered everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless we were 100% correct, then You're welcome, welcome to the Buffy Buffy podcast. <laughs> yeah. Episode one of the Buffy fan cast. Mm-hmm. This is going to be uh, the backdoor pilot into the Buffy uh, podcast. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then subs- subsequently into the Angel podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then eventually into the Firefly podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was his, really quick, I know this isn't an Angel podcast, but was his name Angel? Why was that show called Angel? I know I just said I watched all of it and was really into it I as think, a kid, but I don't think his name was Angel. Are you or sure? Was I, th- it? I think I like his name was Angel. Oh, okay. <clears throat> all right, just you know what? weird now that I'm thinking about it. All right. Uh... Uh Oh, your mouse doesn't work. (laughs) All right, Buffy fans, we're going to uh, deep dive, deep dive and get our information correct. We're going to jump on the net. Sandra Bullock style was hack into the web. Angel's name. Angel. It's an interesting way to go with that instead of just like Angel IMDb. (laughs) I have not gone the right way. Was Angel's name Angel. Okay. We have list of angels in theology. Here we go. We have Angel name meaning. The history of Angel. Oh, mm. all right. Was Angel's name Angel Buffy? David Boreanaz, or however you however you say his last name. Angel is a fictional character created by Joss Whedon and Dave Greenwaite for the American television program Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spinoff series Angel. You know what I guess? I guess now that you're saying it out loud, his name's, yeah, I definitely remember his name being Angel. Cause I remember people saying like, uh, Angel, you know, I can see them specific, specifically, uh, Cordelia yelling angels. Name. I remember that name Cordelia. Yeah. All right. Hang on. So let's see. Uh, I'm reading off of just a little web thing since angels real name is Liam, which is Irish for William and sp- was it spike no 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 never mind spike was the blonde guy that's right there's some questionable stuff there too which isn't he, a surprise you got a wrinkly forehead too Mr. right Whedon. yes yeah, yeah yeah oh you know what? i always confuse spike and angel okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah angel yeah. was brown hair david borealis yeah and he borealis. was in bones later aurora borealis his name was aurora borealis mm-hmm. and he would fight vampires <laughs> in uh in the north because mm-hmm. of yeah yeah in the snow <laughs> Man, all right. Well, I think that that's going to wrap up our uh, backdoor pilot to um, Stephen Jeff bring you Buffy the Vampire Slayer talk. Slash Angel. Slash Angel. <laughs> Slash Firefly. Slash Firefly. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so mine being Angel and, and the Count, I'm assuming your early intro to vampires is probably different. Well, um, the count is very similar. I don't think at the time I realized he was a vampire, (laughs) you know? Uh, yep. Just a friendly kind of like lavender colored man who likes to count. Yeah. Yeah. We all have that friend somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when it comes to vampires and Dracula's kind of one of the first memories I have is being at my school library uh oh. There were these it was in the we had a small little horror section. Or no no, it was it was under the movie section. And mm. there were like these kind of very cool, I think they're probably scholastic books, but they covered all of like the universal uh monster movies. 
and they, you know, they were maybe like 30 pages each. Very cool. But they had like, uh, the, the werewolf or werewolf man. What is he called? Wolfman. <laughs> Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> they had, yeah, they had it about the Wolfman. They had it about, uh, the mummy, um, Frankenstein's monster. And then of course, Dracula. And I just remember like flipping through the pictures and being like, oh, this is super cool. And oh, oh, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, right. I Only Invisible Man, probably. I'm sure that was there, too. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon was for sure my favorite. Oh, just so good. Yeah. He just looked like a weird fishman. And I don't know, that fascinated me. But I, I remember <laughs> specifically remember that one. And the Dracula one, too, was one that stood out just because of that um, classic look. Who's who's the guy who played kind of like the Dracula we know now? Bella. I was trying to remember. Lagosi. I always think of that classic shot of like the light shining across his eyes or whatever. He's like in, he's like shaded, but there's that really dramatic lighting that looks really cool. I was always drawn to Dracula, Dracula as well in the Universal Monsters. Oh, just the Universal Monster universe was so fun. Yeah. And not to get too far into it, but um, Universal has not done a great job of bringing those into the modern zeitgeist with the classic Tom Cruise mummy movie. And another one that I don't even remember. You don't remember the uh, the other Dracula one that they did? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Dracula Untold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instant classic. Yeah. I just remember that there was uh, fucking Charles Dance was like the original Nosferatu oh, yeah. or whatever. And it's a very weird movie. Mm-hmm. Um, at a certain point when, you know, Dracula becomes a Dracula he turns into like a bunch of bats and he makes like a bat fist and he like just punches down on a bunch of soldiers. And I was like, that's fun. What? I didn't know that. That sounds cool. It was all right. And uh. then there's like the scene too, where like he's, he has like a sword in his hand. And he's kind of like spinning around and he's like looking at all of the people around him. Cause he's surrounded. Mm-hmm. And then I think he just Dracula's them all with the sword or whatever. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but that was a great movie. No, no, it was not. It was a bad movie. Oh yeah. Mm. And then Charles dance comes back at the end and he's like, ah, uh, what? the game returns. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it was, he was there to set up, you know, I think that was supposed to be one of the first universal kind of monster movies to set up the new universe. Oh, I, okay. I got so confused. I thought you were talking about the original back in the day Dracula oh, no, movie. No, Dracula Untold. That's, That's what, what the I was movie like, was whoa, called. There's a fist made out of bats in like the fifties. That sounds rad. See, I'd be oh, so that makes sense. That. You're yeah. right. I remember from the trailer. You're right. It wasn't cool. Yeah. And the movie was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you now. But okay. I saw it in IMAX. Oh, uh, okay. And- <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was, it was fun, I guess. It was fine at the time, but I'm never going to go back and watch it. And clearly <laughs> it did not succeed well enough to no. warrant any of the other monster universe movies from that. Yeah. And I think that's when they rebooted it with the mummy, mm-hmm. which I never saw because it no. looked bad. Yeah. Have you seen that clip where, uh, it's Tom Cruise. It's like, uh, it's when the, like his plane is falling from the sky and he's like rolling all over around and he's just like yelling, but they took out like, you know, the background sound and the background oh, totally. music and he's just like, ah. well, that's what's funny about that is I actually the the way I saw that was I watched the trailer when it got released. Like all, the day it was released on the Universal YouTube and they released the trailer with no soundtrack. It wasn't like edited. Yeah. And I went to go watch it and was so confused Cause it it was so quiet, 
And there was like a plane crashing. And I was kind of like checking my volume settings. And then all of a sudden, like you said, you hear, ah, and then <laughs> you can't tell when there's music, but when there's no music, they're just looping that same scream through yeah. the whole trailer. So it's just like, ah, 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 ah. And he's just rolling around the plane. God, that was so funny. I'm trying to find that right now just because it's the goofiest fucking shit, man. If we find it, please link that in um just on the instagram yeah i'll link it or like in the show notes yeah i'm gonna try and get a as little as a side note right while here. he's looking uh yeah check out the instagram at herwitz's house of horror um because he he'll a lot of times like add <laughs> he'll add um details from each episode and like backstory and stuff did you find it i think so <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> that was just that's the actual audio from the trailer too yeah just look on youtube the mummy trailer without music or sound effects and like speed out to about a minute 16 or a minute 15 minute 10 whatever and uh it's just it's just goofy it's just funny so funny yeah someone got fired i bet most definitely or at least a stern talking to for uploading the wrong file <laughs> And yeah, that was supposed to launch, you know, another, another one of the monster universes. And they had like Angelina Jolie. She was supposed to be Bride of Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. Um, Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. Right. Javier Bardem. Yeah, it was supposed to be Dracula. Right. I don't know. Am I thinking of like the old Wolfman movie? Because was he in that one too? Possibly. Uh, I know that. Well, I mean, they're working on it right now again. Yeah. There's the Invisible Man with... Oh, What's her face from from Bridesmaids Tale? Brides, what the what's that show called? Uh oh, <laughs> sorry, I haven't oh, watched that show either. Tale. Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Bridesmaids Tale, yeah. Tale with Kristen <laughs> Wiig. You've seen that? Yeah. Um, about the oppression of women. Um, her, she's in the Invisible Woman. Her fuck, goddamn, <laughs> she's in the Invisible Man, and they're that's supposed to be part of the new Universal Universe. Yeah, we we watched that together, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. It was, it was good. It was yeah. It was kind of spooky, you know, kind of fun. I think it was like a lower budget too movie. Mm-hmm. It was a Blumhouse production one. Yeah, which I think is the way to go. Definitely, at least when you're starting off. Yeah, and they didn't like try and connect it to like other movies. It wasn't right. like a setup movie. It's like, hey, this is a movie all on its own. Mm-hmm. If anything spins out of it, we'll figure it out then. That's what all, a lot of movies or series are doing now that I'm kind of bummed out do. about. They're yeah. like, or, yeah, not. Yeah. It was like with Iron Man 2. It's like, well, this isn't really an Iron Man movie. It's like, here, we're going to put all these little pieces to set up for the Avengers. It's like, well, this movie was pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then now they're doing like uh, Ryan Gosling is going to be Wolfman or whatever. I'm pretty is sure. He? Yeah. Oh, all right. I'm down for that. So, and I think it's going to connect to all that. And hopefully. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Hopefully good. I don't know. Well, with that, Jeff, are you ready to dive into today's movie? Oh, yeah, I am. So grab that water. I'll grab my tiki punch. And let's talk about Fright Night from 1985. So this movie was directed by... A name you might recognize, Tom Holland. Famously in uh, the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. And that Uncharted movie. That's right. Oh, oh, wait a second. 
Sorry, my no, no. I'm sorry. Let me check my notes. That that is incorrect. Uh, that is not the same Tom Holland there. Are you sure? Uh, um. Yes, yes, I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very confusing. I know that that got me. Yeah, I feel lied to. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as soon as this movie started, I feel like I was getting like almost like a Back to the Future vibe. Mm-hmm. Just the way the intro started, how it like. Yeah. Hands over, like, I think it's like the street or something, and then the bedroom, and you saw some, like, old school Nikes hanging from the bedpost, and the TV's on. It felt kind of like the intro where it shows Doc's, like, um... His, his house. His house, yeah, and you see, like, some old school stuff, and, like, the radio's playing. Yeah, yeah, there was, um, they were watching a show, uh, it was called Fright Night, which is the name of the movie, they right. were watching that, and so it was, like a, like, a scene from that where two characters were talking, and yeah, that's actually kind of pretty similar to how it was in uh, Back to the Future, because I think that was a radio. We mm-hmm. had the pan over, and then we see our main characters. Making out. We are introduced to Charlie and Amy. They're making out, watching some uh, some old school television, and that's how we meet them. Yeah, first impression of Charlie wasn't great. Not at all. It was uh, them making out, and then, and then him getting mad that she wouldn't have sex with him. Yeah, yeah, and... The kind of interesting part about that was like, you know, he gets upset and then he decides to look out the window. And as soon as he does that, she's like, you know what, Charlie, let's let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with. uh, Come on, Amy. All you ever say is stop, stop, stop or something like that. Oh, no, no. no. Uh, Yeah. All you ever say is Charlie, stop, Charlie, stop. It was like, uh, ew. All right, man. Maybe, you know respect someone's boundaries a yeah. little bit and then yeah he uh looks out the window and she's like never mind i'm ready time to get naked yeah and he's like oh okay whatever and uh he's looking <laughs> out the window and then he sees uh some people moving into this house next door and it looks like that they're carrying a coffin which is strange which is strange yeah i'll give him that yeah he even says to amy's like i think they're carrying a coffin and she's like whatever she doesn't believe him they kind of get into this whole argument and it ends off with her well, they storm off downstairs and Amy ends up leaving. Yeah. And he totally ignores her the whole time. His mom's like, uh, you guys having fun studying or something like that? I'm like, do you know they're up there about to like have sex? I don't or, know. That or whole not. scene was kind of weird. Yeah. Or I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. He blew that one. He's just like super invested in his neighbors moving into their house and totally ignoring his girlfriend that he just told that he loved. Yeah. Or whatever. So then we go to the next day. Uh, this is when we're introduced to, I guess, the third main character here. His name is Evil Ed. Boo. He is just off the bat very annoying. Yeah, he's the worst. He just has like this this voice that makes me want to punch him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, you're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> I can't stand it. And he has like that laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie or whatever. That's probably bad. Sorry about that. You guys, <laughs> and they call him. Doesn't he have a nickname? Yeah. Evil Ed. Oh, you, I think you already said that. Yeah. Yeah. He sucks. Um, I, I have a uh, note here. It says, is this his friend? Uh, Cause it doesn't seem like it. He's fucking <laughs> annoying. And it seems like he has issues. Yeah. It seems like he has issues. It, he just kind of seems like he doesn't like him either. Well, yeah, he calls Charlie fruitcake a lot, mm-hmm. which is already like, problematic and then it's also just mean yeah like what what are you doing and then amy shows up real quick too 
And Charlie kind of ignores her then as well. Mm -hmm. He's off to a great start as a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they make up and then get into a fight again. She Mm -hmm. smashes a a cheeseburger in his face. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) So later on that day, you know, after school, I believe, Charlie, uh, he sees this beautiful woman kind of over by his house. And she's asking, you know, where this one place is. And he points it out. It's the house that he saw those two people moving into. Mm -hmm. His next door neighbor. Mm Mm-hmm. Later that night, Charlie's just kind of hanging out and uh, he's kind of being a bit of a total perv, actually. He's yeah, a got, little bit of a peeping Tom over here. Yeah, he's got those binoculars. I mean, I guess he is looking for that uh, for that coffin to show up again or something sure. going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he says. Yeah. And then he witnesses, um, I might be jumping ahead here. He, went, he witnesses a woman staring back at him. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, just a little bit. I he mean, just like, hears a scream he and the lights turn off. yeah. And that's when he starts getting a lot of a lot of these suspicions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs into Evil Ed later on, too. And Evil Ed kind of brings up that there have been these murders going on and that people were found without their heads. Mm-hmm. And this is just making um, Charlie more and more suspicious. Because I think, too, that there was like a news report and it shows the woman. Yeah, that it he shows saw. the woman that he saw and is like um, this. Yeah, one of the victims is this blonde woman. And he's like, uh, that's the woman I saw going, going to my to neighbor's house. house. Oh, you know what? My bad. So this is when he's using the binoculars to uh, mm, to, mm-hmm. to creep on that house because I think he was just in his room and he heard the scream. Yeah, and he just looks the out. News reports. Yeah, and then this is what prompts him to kind of keep an eye on the house. Right. And then he's being a perv. Yes. This is when he sees uh, this beautiful 80s woman just standing in the window. And we get our first look at the next door neighbor who moved in. Yeah, and, and uh, I was v- struck by the fact that he was looking, I think the houses only look like they're like six feet away yep. from each other and the windows are lined up perfectly, perfectly. And this woman is just staring right at him mm-hmm. while she's undressing. She just fully, you know, takes her bra off and this, the dude's like kissing her neck and stuff. And she's just staring right at Charlie the mm-hmm. whole time. And I was like, is she, are we, are they just staring at each other? Because mm-hmm. Charlie's just standing in the window looking right at her. He's not being sneaky. Not at all. I was like, uh, something's getting, this is getting a little spicy, you know, like maybe they're okay with this young child watching them make love. But then, you know, Mr. Uh, alleged coffin dweller mm-hmm. makes eye contact with him and closes the blinds or the 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 shade with his sharp fingernails i was gonna say like you know you see kind of his fangs coming out a little bit right and then you see yeah his fingers just get very long and i was like oh that's some very like i really like that because it's like Mm -hmm. yeah that's this is the start of vampireness this is when you're gonna see some shit start to happen and i like that it was kind of subtle too so it could be like is he kind of like was i maybe he was seeing things because it's dark Mm -hmm. and he's looking through the but it's like we know that he's got some fucked up shit going on now, going back to what you just said about how the woman was making eye contact, mm-hmm. I have a bit of a theory that maybe, you know, she is, uh, she's like being controlled or she's being possessed, not possessed, oh. but, you know, some sort of vampire mind control mm-hmm. where she doesn't have control of her body, but she's able to like make eye contact. And maybe that's her way of like trying to get Charlie's attention, like pleading for help. Like, right, right. I'm clearly not in control. This is a bad situation I'm in. Right. Oh, God. 
the blinds are closed now. And, and Charlie day. has the natural response of just staring right back at her, mm-hmm. which I mean, I guess <laughs> you might be in shock in that situation as a teenager who has never seen boobs. Probably. Right, right. Yeah, or that's a vampire. Got to be honest. He probably wasn't looking at her face. <laughs> he doesn't know where she's looking until he saw those fingers. And he was like, wait a second. Wait a minute. This isn't your run of the mill peeping Tom action. I'm witnessing a murder. So then after Charlie sees this, he ends up running out of the house. <laughs> he well, he tries to tell his mom but she doesn't believe him. And so he runs outside and he kind of tries hiding in the bushes because he sees, you know, his new next door neighbor and someone else bring out these bags, loading them into a car. And I think one of them is holding a purse as well. Yeah, I, I also noticed. Uh, yeah, when he was hiding in the bushes. Um, I didn't realize again, it was like four feet away from these dudes and mm-hmm. it pans around and it shows Charlie just in in the bushes, but like a full clearing right in front of his face. And he's just staring right at them. Yeah, it's like the perfect slot for just yeah. his, like his full He's like face. framed like, hi. <laughs> and then, yeah, the dude's kind of like turn to Erno. His mom comes out looking for him. Yeah. Charlie. 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 I was like, oh, God, don't. OK, like, mom. Mom. Now you're listening to me. Yeah. And then the dudes start looking around and then, yeah, they just look right at him mm-hmm. and then toss an apple towards him. Which weirdest thing about that to me was that their whole apple was like he ate the core. Uh huh. Like the whole it was just like the the edges of an apple it was the weirdest way I'd ever seen someone eat an apple. I got a, a bit of a fun fact about that. Interesting. Uh, about that apple there. So the uh, the actor who played this vampire, who I don't know if we've learned his name yet, but we do learn his name ends up being Jerry the vampire. <laughs> uh, the actor, Chris Sarandon, he came up with the idea of having. um jerry eat apples throughout the movie i don't know if you noticed that i didn't notice that yeah he kind of came up with a little bit of a backstory that maybe that there's like um like a fruit bat he that's kind oh. of part of him and so that's why he's constantly eating fruit and that's kind of cool after i learned i was like you know that's a fun little detail because he was the one who wanted this to be put in he wanted to give this vampire more of a of a like character, a fleshed out yeah 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 that's kind of cool um and if you're wondering <laughs> what's the guy's name again something sarandon uh chris Chris Sarandon. Um, I have two fun facts about Mr. Chris Sarandon here. Let's have him. Um, he was married to Susan Sarandon. No way. Yeah. Really? So I don't know if she took his last name or if I didn't look that far into it <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> so I don't know whose last name it was first, uh-huh. but it's funny to me. It's funnier to me if it was his last name and she married him and took it and then became way more famous than him. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, but you know, um, and then second fun fact mm-hmm. is while I was looking, I was trying to actually look up the main character, the kid, Chris, or yeah. God damn it, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Cause I was like, what has he been in since this? He looks kind of familiar, right? Yeah. And this was, this kind of goes in, this is around the time I looked him up. Um, and then I accidentally looked up the other guy. Evil Ed. Kind of similar. Yeah. No, 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 not him, but him oh. too. Actually, I did oh, look up man. him. Yeah. No, the vampire, uh, Chris Sarandon. Oh yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, is this what the kid looks like now? Because, oh, it was before. Oh, God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> it was before the vampire had shown up. Yeah. So I looked up the kid and I was like, oh, maybe this is the kid. <laughs> and then found out about Susan Sarandon. And then also found out that that dude voiced Jack Skellington. Did he? Yeah. In Nightmare 
before Christmas. Oh shit. I didn't yeah. know that. That's the, really the cool. The speaking parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's cool. And then that's when I realized like, oh no, no, no. This is the vampire that's about to show up. Yeah. So this is a little bit earlier, but. Ah, oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So that's no good that uh, Mr. Vampire Man has spotted Charlie. That's, I'm assuming, not good news for Charlie yeah. at this point. I think this is when actually we get in kind of introduced. <laughs> introduced. <laughs> introduced. We get introduced to um, to Jerry as being the owner. Mm. That's it. Does, is that when he says hi to his mom? No, no. Does he just run into the house? He just runs into the house. I see. Because they don't actually officially meet. Not till a little later on. Until, yeah, his mom invites him over. I think. So after that night, Charlie ends up going to the police because what else do you do when you're a teenager and you think you've just seen people get murdered and you think there's a vampire living next to you? Because there was also um, a bit of a point of view shot when Charlie was kind of running to the bushes or running outside and you hear kind of like a transformation. And that's when it's definitely like, oh, yeah, this dude's a fucking vampire. Oh, that's right. So um, he ends up going to the police and he brings them over to Jerry's house and we're introduced to Billy, Jerry's roommate or could be possibly lover or maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, the the vibe I was getting was like almost like servant, you know, like servant. But also I feel like he like he has control over him. But the, I guess they're buddies. I don't know. It was a weird vibe to me. Like it didn't seem super friendly, but <laughs> Well, I mean, he was living there and yeah. they seemed to he Billy seemed to be helping Jerry out with all totally. these all these things. So, uh, you know, the cop goes by and he kind of like goes in and he gets accused or Billy gets accused of helping murder people. And he's like, hey, do you have any proof of this? And Charlie's like, no. And the cop is like, well, this was a terrible mistake. They all laugh at him. And he yeah, because he's like, uh, I uh, you know, what my proof is a coffin. And then they're like, OK. Like, have you seen it? Do you know where it is? And they just laugh. They're like, ha, ha, ha. You're like, you you dumb kid. Yeah. I think your neighbor's a vampire. So what else do you do when the cops won't listen to you? You go to your possible best friend, Evil Ed, and you start asking him, hey, how do you fight off a vampire? He ends up giving him eight bucks to help him out. I love all the there's a lot of people paying other people for things in this movie. There and is, it's always huh? kind of like a weird amount. Yeah. Where it's like, that's not worth. Yeah. I mean, inflation, I guess, you know, but eight bucks. Could have bought a lot back in the 80s, I guess. <laughs> so Evil Ed tells him to arm himself with crosses, with garlic. And then, of course, get yourself water that has been blessed by uh, by a priest. And that's what makes it holy water. Mm-hmm. This will help ward off any and all vampires. Oh, and then also, Charlie should be fairly safe so long as a vampire isn't invited into your house. You know, you need to be like, would you like to come in? Otherwise, they can't cross that threshold. Why? Because vampires are quite polite. Yeah, that's the that's the rule. (laughs) Yeah. So as soon as Charlie gets home from that, who does he find there? Jerry. Jerry is sitting in that chair and he's talking to Charlie's ma. Charlie's ma is just like, hey, he's moved on in. This is a very nice guy. And Jerry, he makes kind of a point that he's a vampire because he ends up saying, oh, do you think I would come over without being invited? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his super cool mom, who is so helpful 
every step of the way, she's doing something horrible. <laughs> just making things way worse. Like, yeah, I just went over and invited him in, you know, because it's like, sweet. That just made everyone's lives so much worse. Uh, it's not, not that she fault, knew. Though, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just unfortunate. So unfortunate. Yeah. That night, Jerry breaks into the house. He hides in Charlie's room when Charlie goes downstairs looking to see if anyone's broken in. He's heard some weird noises. And yeah, he ends up fucking choking Charlie out and being like, hey, I have a proposition for you. Forget about me. I forget about you. And what does Charlie do? Fucking stabs him in the hand with a pencil. That's right. Yeah, he's like choking him out of a window. Glass shattering, pictures falling and Mm -hmm. shattering on the fence. Things being thrown around the bedroom. Yeah, he stabs him in the hand with a pencil and he freaks out. He, he kind of goes into a vampire mode. He does a fun little spin, too. I don't know if yeah. you noticed that. I love <laughs> like the a little spin. Twirl. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. little, little like dance spin. And then he does that turn. And then, yeah, he kind of you start to see some of the vampiric features of him. He's got like fucking veins and mm-hmm. fucking big ass teeth. Weird looking eyes. Uh, his <laughs> him as a vampire was a little goofy to me. Mm hmm. In the various stages, his his performance specifically, not even the effects. It was just his performance was <laughs> I chuckled every time. I really liked spoke, it. Yeah. But it was just like, you're silly. I thought it was kind of a cool interpretation of, you know, vampires through the ages. I think he had a very good kind of uh, the actor, uh, Chris Saran, and he was a very handsome man. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think he, he pulled off that kind of um, that charming vampire kind of like, hey, uh, you're going to fall under my spell. Mm-hmm. And then also I'm going to be just like a weird kind of campy creature you're going to see, too. Yeah, like the way he spoke reminded me of like the classic Dracula. He would do like, oh, you must awake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kill them, uh, Amy. Uh, like all this weird like. He put on like an accent only when he was a vampire. And I was like, that's funny. But also I like it. Maybe he's just kind of trying to embody all the other vampires throughout the ages, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, So that's when Jerry's ma wakes up and Jerry flees the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, His mom offered him a Valium. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote that down too. Because he says, uh, oh, uh, nothing. It was just a nightmare. And she's like. uh, I have those all the time. Yeah. You want a You want a Valium? (laughs) It's like, dang, okay, what the heck? Like, no, mom, I don't. Yeah. Charlie ends up receiving a call from Jerry. It's funny, too, because, you know, he answers it. He looks out the window. Jerry's on the phone staring straight at him. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And he's like, I fucked up your car. Tomorrow you're going to die. I got to I gotta say, I love Jerry as, like, uh, the villain. Yeah. He's so, like, uh, petty. Yes, petty. <laughs> and it's not like, I killed your friend. He calls him. He's like, hey, I fucked up your car, dick. <laughs> it's like, what? You're like a an ancient evil vampire and you just bust up my car. Like, well, you stabbed me in the hand. What do you want me to do? He's like, fucker. What do you want me to do? I slashed your tires. <laughs> it's like, oh, OK. Do we see the car at any point after that? Nope. Man, I don't I, think so. Yeah, I was trying to remember, but I don't think we do. I'd love if it was just like the windows were smashed. The tires yeah, were slashed. Yeah. Just like very fire. minor kind of like <laughs> just inconvenient things. Yeah. It's like bust his windows out. I have to change those tires now. Come on, Dick. (laughs) So conveniently, uh, after Charlie hangs up the phone, he looks over to his TV and Fright Night is playing, which 
I think is very cool. You know, that seems to just be his go-to show. Mm -hmm. And that's when he sees uh, Peter Vincent on, and he's talking about how he has killed many vampires or how, how you were supposed to kill them. Steaks, again, garlic, holy water. Crosses. Crosses. And Charlie gets the brilliant idea to go to Peter Vincent because clearly, I think he even says, you know, I've killed many vampires. I think so, yeah. But it's just a character. Yeah. I mean, Charlie's going through it right now. He literally just almost died. So he's try anything, I can understand know? maybe he's thinking it's like maybe he is being an actor because he's done this. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm yeah, trying, I'm trying to help I mean, this you know, guy. Yeah. I'm trying to help this guy. That's out. nice of you. That's nice of you. <laughs> and uh, it, you know what? It's 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 real nice that they film his favorite show um, right where he lives. Do, do they live in L.A.? Is that why? It must be. Because that'd be weird. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like L.A. kind of makes sense. Like, chances are. But if they're in, like, well, It just seems like Ohio, kind of a small kind of suburban like, well, town. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. The vampire show, they filmed that on the street. I'll just go visit the, the, well, it has to be because, host. you know, not to jump ahead, but then, you know, evil let an Amy visit him or Peter Vincent, remember? And mm-hmm. then Peter Vincent drives to this, to their neighborhood. Right. So I guess it's just a convenient. It has small to town. be. Yeah. yeah like LA. real close, but it's probably, yeah. LA suburb. Yeah. So the next day, um, Charlie tries going to Peter Vincent to recruit him to murder a vampire. He finds out that Peter Vincent has been fired because, quote, all they want are demented madmen running around in ski masks, hacking up, hacking up young virgins. Hey, a little callback to her, which is House of Horror episodes one through three. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little kind of Friday the 13th reference. Like, Me too. Fun. I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, after Charlie, you know, he's just like, hey, please help me. He laughs it off and then. Charlie gets a little aggressive. He's like, no, I need you. <laughs> Peter's like, hey, whoa, hey, that, buddy. That, that's that's all makeup. That's all made up stuff. It's not real. And then he just drives off and Charlie's right back where he started. Back to the drawing board. So this is when Amy and Evil Ed are getting a little concerned for Charlie. Mm-hmm. They end up going over to his house. And when they enter his room, his room is just covered in fucking crosses He's like even carving a fucking steak. Like as he's sitting in his chair, he yeah, has garlic like all over him. Candles lit around the room. Yeah, it's like oh, this is the den of someone, a vampire hunter, or someone who is just lost their mind. Yeah, yeah, or crazy person. <laughs> yeah, he starts telling them that he plans on getting Jerry before Jerry gets him. As I said, Amy and Ed are very concerned for him, so they come up with the idea. Or does he tell? Or does Charlie tell Amy and Ed that he tried going to Peter Vincent already? Or do they make that decision? I believe he tells them, yeah, like, this is what I got to do because I tried the police and I even tried like Peter Vincent. I think that's what it was. And they're like, okay, let us try. Yeah. Like they don't tell him. That's right. I don't think, but they're like, we're going to go. Let's go get this guy. So the, those two, Amy and Ed go over to Peter Vincent and they're just like, please help our friend. And Peter Vincent says, your friend needs psychological help. And they're like, we agree. He, he crazy. This guy is, this will help with it. Yeah. He's going down a dark road. Mm-hmm. And if you can help us help him, that would be great. Conveniently, well, I guess not conveniently. Peter Vincent has not only lost his job, but he is in debt <laughs> and he needs money. Amy agrees to give him $500 to do this one job. And he agrees. Transaction number two. Mm-hmm. So they end up calling Jerry as well 
because no one thinks Jerry's a fucking vampire. They're like, is it all right if we do this so we can help Charlie come back to reality? They ask if he can do or if they can bring crosses or holy water. And Jerry gets out of that situation by saying he's born again. I think it was. Yeah. Peter Vincent assures him that it's all just for show. It's not going to be blessed water. Yeah, just tap water. Yeah. It'll just like just drink it and then we'll be out of your way. Mm -hmm. Just want to help this kid. Which I got to say, I mean, sure, your your friend, your boyfriend is is clearly going through something. You're not going to believe that vampires are real. But the fact that he is saying that he saw two women go into this house and not come out and these women are being murdered and it's like a public thing on TV. I feel like it's a little crazy to be like, you know what? Let's just call the guy. We'll figure it out. It's like, no, no, no. I feel like you should be a little more careful. Put a, yeah, I believe your, your friend, your boyfriend a little bit more. But, you know, he does think his neighbor is a vampire. So I get it a, a little bit. But yeah. that was annoying to me. So they tell Charlie that Peter Vincent has agreed to come. They all get together, I think, later the next day. And Jerry is introduced to Amy for the first time. Before this, just going back real quick, when um, Charlie and the cop went over to Jerry's house for the very first time, I believe Charlie saw like a portrait of a woman who Mm. resembled Amy. And that was a little creepy. Yeah. So now Jerry finally meets Amy and he obviously sees that resemblance because he does that just like, oh, oh, hello there. Like and kisses her hand. He clearly yeah, very thinks, creepy. Yeah. She's like a teenager in this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all in high school, I guess. Yeah, that's very creepy to me. Mm-hmm. And especially that no one else seems too phased by this guy being like, oh, hello. And like kissing her on the hand. And uh, it's very like. He's putting out the vibes and it's like, mm, this girl's in high school, bud. you know, maybe uh, cool your jets a little there, guy. To be fair, I guess not to be fair, but, you know, in, in Twilight wasn't uh, fucking what's his face? Robert Pattinson. What's his name? Charter Ryan. Um, Mark. Chad. Uh, I'm a vampire. Mumble. Say it. Vampire. I don't know his name in the movie. <laughs> well, whatever his name was, he's like a hundred and something years old. And Chris, but at Stewart. least he like physically is a child. That's I know that true. doesn't really help much, but <laughs> still pretty. This dude's like clearly in his late forties. Yeah, late forties there, and he's like. But you're right; it is the same crime. Man, vampires are weird. Yeah, yeah, they're no good. <laughs> so um, they end up going through with the little test of Jerry drinking the quote unquote holy water. And he's absolutely fine. Charlie kind of goes off a little bit. And Peter Vincent is just like, all right, kid, we did it. Calm down. We're leaving. Mm -hmm. Peter Vincent apologizes to Billy and Jerry being like, you know, we just will get out of your way. And then right before they end up all leaving, Peter Vincent's looking into a mirror for some reason. I don't really know why. He sees behind him the kids and no Jerry or Billy. Uh oh! And they're all standing right there. He does like a bit of a double take and he drops the mirror and it shatters. Did Peter Vincent just discover vampires? Oh, I think so. He ends up fucking booking it out of there. Yeah, he panics. He just he's like, oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. We have to go. And he ends up leaving like fleeing, actually. And then that's when Charlie's like, you saw something, didn't you? And that's when he admits that they have no reflection. And then he takes off. Yeah, he just fucking books it out of there, never to be seen again. Back in the house, 
Jerry and Billy find a little piece of the of the mirror that's broken. Mm-hmm. There might be trouble ahead. Yeah, so they know. Oh, Peter knows what's up. He saw me probably in the reflection, or did? Excuse me, he didn't see me in the reflection. So now we have Peter Vincent believing Charlie. I don't think that Evil Ed and Amy believe him yet, though. No. Uh, no, they definitely don't because later i think it's like right after this yeah they're all walking home yeah yeah they're like in an alley right well they're not walking home because yeah where they charlie lives right next to jerry's house right where were they going i don't know maybe just to like walk it off just yeah just hang not be near there i guess oh maybe they're walking they're walking amy home. home or amy yeah because they that's right um ed says like all right later and then charlie says no no no, no. we're walking amy home yeah yeah and yeah so yeah, they yeah. go to walk amy home and then ed <laughs> such a funny guy because i think they were originally gonna go through the alley because it was like a shortcut or something mm-hmm. and they're like no let's stick to the main thing yeah no 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 we're gonna we're walking with amy and so they start walking and then and then i think they just split up at some point i think ed's like all right later oh yeah ed is like i don't believe in that stuff and i think charlie yeah. calls him a pencil dick yeah and then he's like what and he like touches his junk and i was <laughs> yeah. like what's happening and uh, then the he goes to leave and then we hear um uh we hear ed being attacked mm-hmm. um what does it sound like it's like uh oh no i'm being bit by a vampire or something like that <coughs> oh that hurt um you know his annoying little ass face voice yeah um and it's just a really funny prank that he's pulling. He's like, oh, gotcha. You got pranked. Um, and what was even worse is his girlfriend's like, <laughs> good. like she's laughing. She thinks it's funny. Yeah. And it's like you're even if vampires aren't real or you don't believe they're real, your boyfriend's still having like a mental meltdown. And you're like, <laughs> good one. Good. Good one. Fruitcake boy. It's like, whoa, you guys are horrible people. Mm hmm. Um, because, uh, it yeah, wasn't attacked by a vampire. He's just fucking around because yeah. they're like, oh, you idiot. You think vampires are real anyway? Bye. Yeah. And then he, and then he gets what's coming to him right after that, which yeah. is nice. He fucks off down that alley and then he starts, I think he turns around and he sees fucking Jerry coming towards him yeah. and he just sprints down this very classic, just horror movie mm-hmm. back I don't know. Kind of like damp alley. alleyway. It's very dumpsters. Damp. Yeah. It doesn't make sense because no. it goes into like this dead end. Yeah. And that's where Jerry kind of, uh, that's where Jerry corners him. And I kind of liked this part because he, yeah, me too. Ed is kind of freaking out. <laughs> Ed is freaking out. But instead of just kind of killing Ed, Jerry gives him like a choice. He's, you know, he, he, obviously can tell or maybe just with his vampire sense he's like i know you know people make fun of you and no one likes you and things like this but we can change that just take my hand Mm -hmm. and ed does he's you know crying a probably because he thinks he's about to die yeah but now maybe he's like under this vampire spell and he's like maybe somebody understands me yeah maybe a level of relief yeah yeah and again i like that jerry didn't just straight up kill him yeah it's i'm gonna turn you into one of me mm-hmm. which is unfortunate yeah because if you thought he was annoying then oh he God, gets even so worse. much worse yeah <laughs> so jerry continues chasing amy and charlie and they finally get chased into a nightclub oh that's right because uh they hear they actually hear uh ed 
get attacked. That's right. They hear and like they're like, it's just Ed fucking around again. Boy who cried wolf. That's why you don't play dumb pranks like that, Ed. It's true. And it turns out it was real because they turn around and they see Vampire Man just like doing the same thing he did to Ed where he's like spookily kind of like quietly walking down the alley towards them. And they're like, oh my God. And then this seems to be where what's her name again? Sally? Amy? Amy. That's what I meant. (laughs) Where Amy seems to be on board where she's like, oh, this dude is like gliding through the streets after us and they even like kind of turn some corners and stuff yeah and then he's suddenly like in front right and i thought that was very cool that was cool very supernatural supernatural like that scene that you just kind of said when you see him kind of kind of gliding or coming towards him was Mm -hmm. kind of you know terminatory where it's like there's this unstoppable force coming for us and all we can do is run yeah and then you try running one way oh nope there there he is yeah so she seems to be on board at this point Mm -hmm. she's like oh this dude isn't just your your neighbor he he's a spooky boy yeah so they run to the club you said right yep they get into the club and they're trying to call for help i think they're trying to call are they trying to call peter vincent yes yeah i believe so there's a bit of a fun scene here where amy we will i feel like this is when you kind of see more of that vampire spell that people get put under yeah i was real confused at first (laughs) i was like what the hell are you doing Uh uh-huh because, as I'm sure you're about to say, she kind of sees Vampire Man come into the club mm-hmm. and looks intrigued mm-hmm. almost. And I was and I was wondering, like, uh, why isn't she screaming or like getting Charlie's attention? And then she just kind of slowly starts moving towards him. And he was doing this funny thing of like he was kind of zigzagging, yeah. like walking from the left side of the screen, kind of looking at her. And then it would cut back and he was coming back from the other side. It was like. <laughs> It made me laugh. <laughs> and she was kind of like, oh, nice. They had like a sexy, sexy, sweaty dance. dance. Yeah. Where again, I was very kind of like, don't do it. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. He's like reaching places and mm-hmm. like rubbing on her thighs and stuff. And it's like, again, dude, late forties, teenager. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> There was uh, a scene when she's kind of like walking to him on the dance floor too, where just kind of you see her hair just like it's poofier and it becomes like kind of like that big kind of sexy 80s look. Oh, too. That's funny. I didn't and notice that. Like by the time she's like in his arms, her hairstyle is completely different <laughs> from when she was like over across the room with Charlie. That's awesome. It's it's like full vampire charm mode, mm-hmm. which reminds me really quick to jump back to the all the way back to the first scene of the movie. What was up with her hair? She had a tiny little, tiny little scrunchie. She has like a really short, like bob cut or whatever. I don't yes. know what you call it, like ages. And like a weird scrunchie just on the left, like <laughs> scorching, scor- scorching is an word, but this is a scorch. Squanching? Just like a tiny little nothing of a ponytail on the side of her head. It looks so oh, stupid. Yeah. It looks like a baby's hairstyle. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Just don't, you don't need a scrunchie for that. Anyway. Well, Jeff. I had to call that out. It's called fashion, and you wouldn't know anything about it. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I liked. I, I came up with a name for her her vampire trance that she was in. I call it the horny trance. Ah, that's a very good. Because it definitely seems like he just looks at people and they instantly get kind of horny, and they're like, "Oh, uh oh, I want to touch bodies now." And then they get just get close and they start like getting sweaty. And apparently like poofier hair, which is hilarious. And what's that dance called? It's the horny trance. Horny trance, I see. Yeah. 
I thought you said dance. I mean, hey, either or. Horny, horny dance. dance and trance. Horny trance dance. The old vampire one, two. <laughs> so, cut to Evil Ed. He ends up giving Peter Vincent a little visit. He knocks on the door, and Peter, he's, he's freaking out. I think he's, like, packing his bags and stuff, and he's getting ready to mm-hmm. just fucking book it out of town. And he Smart. hears that it's Ed, yeah. He has no idea that... Something weird has happened to Ed. He opens the door, lets him in, and that's when Ed just is like, blah! And I'm a vampire s- now! Yeah, you see kind of like this transformation that he's going through, and he's got like those, these vampires, they have a very specific look in their eyes, and they've got like those big fucking fangs, too, yeah. and their mouths look fucking crazy. Yeah, I think so, and like, yeah, their eyes are like yellow, I think. Yeah, that's what something it is. like that, yeah. And he looks, he looks fucking gross, I'll be honest. He attacks Peter Vincent because Jerry sent him over there and he's like on top of him, like on his back. And that's when Peter grabs a cross. He grabs a cross and he ends up just putting it right onto onto Evil Ed's forehead and it just burns his fucking just cross onto his forehead. Yeah. And he seemed kind of surprised too, like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, that actually did something. Yeah. yeah. I think later on you end up learning that, you know, you have to really believe for a cross to to work. Mm hmm. And I'm going to assume that as soon as, you know, Peter Vincent didn't see a reflection, he was like, oh, shit, this is real. And I think that's actually, yeah, what happened. Mm-hmm. So he gets the cross burn in his forehead and the evil Ed just busts out the fucking window. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, uh, and he kind of cries and then just yeah, yeah, straight out the glass window. Yeah, he makes some weird noises. We're back at the nightclub now and Charlie sees fucking Amy's been possessed or influenced by Jerry and this is when Jerry gives a bit of an ultimatum. He tells him to bring himself and Peter Vincent over to his house or he will never see Amy again. He starts to leave with Amy. And that's when I think like he gets the attention of some bouncers mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, you got to get out of here. You're yeah, he's like, hey, he's taking my girlfriend. Yeah. And they're like, hey, nice try, buddy. And what does he do? He uh, goes in, into, I wouldn't say full vampire mode, but he... Uh, he he f- he he fuck. <laughs> he uh doesn't listen for sure nope he just starts throwing dudes around mm-hmm. like right in front of everybody yeah. this whole time he's like oh we well we better take care of peter vincent and this kid so that no one knows i'm a vampire and then right in the middle of a a, a crowded club his eyes turn yellow his fangs come out and he has claws and he's lifting up like 300 pound bouncers and tossing him down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> People are screaming. It was like, guy, he just wrecking shop. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? You're just blowing your own spot up. Oh, it's like, uh, sorry. I just getting real worked up there. Yeah. Uh, you're, you are bad at being a vampire. <laughs> Clearly a yeah. secret one. Yeah. I should say, uh, here's a fun little cameo that I, uh, kind of did a, or I had to rewind a little bit. But one of the bouncers was uh, the character Ali from fucking Friday the 13th Part 3. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, he wasn't the one who got lifted up, but he was the other one. I think he got like his fucking face slashed or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, wait a, wait a second. Wait, I recognize this yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was very fun. And I believe someone was backhanded. Yeah. Was my, that in this scene or later in the that house? That actually might have been Ali. That was great. Yeah, I'm going to love a backhand in any movie. Absolutely. And someone was backhanded in Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to have to go back and, and visit one of the episodes. I know we brought it up. I, I want to, if it's the same actor, how great would that be? Oh, uh, no, it's in uh, part one. Oh. Remember Alice fucking backhands Mrs. Voorhees? Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> and then the cunt bunt happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that is Ali's fantastic cameo right there. I was very excited to see him come back in yeah. another 80s movie. So Charlie is very desperate. He ends up trying to call Peter Vincent to convince him to come out. But unfortunately, Peter Vincent says, no thanks, I'm skipping town. <laughs> I literally just got attacked by your friend. So no thanks. Uh, I think he just literally has a little conversation with himself. Peter Vincent does after he hangs up with Charlie where he's like, Hmm, no, you know what? I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And he eventually ends up going over to Charlie's house to give him a hand. So now we're back at Jerry's house. Amy's there and it's a bit of a sexy scene. The lighting, there's a guitar just with like some shredding fucking licks going on. It's like some 80s fucking awesome shit. I think they're like on the floor in front of a fireplace. Even. Yeah, yeah. And clearly you can kind of see that Amy is is under the spell and she just kind of gives herself to Jerry. And that's when Jerry bites her in the neck and begins her transformation. I believe it's the only scene in the movie that shows pouring blood or like. I read something about that where all the other scenes it shows blood, but it's all kind of stagnant or like mm. this is the first time you see like blood drawn. I see. Is her getting her neck bit and it like pours down her back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I see that. Yeah. So finally, it seems like Charlie and Peter have their shit together. They meet up and they enter in the house where they find Jerry waiting for them. He says a very funny line that I liked. Welcome to Fright Night. For real. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, me too. Seems like he had a sense of humor. He's being kind of fun, playing with him a little bit. Yeah, it's a little like, he's a jokester. Yeah. So Peter Vincent walks up to Jerry. He's got a cross in hand. And what does Jerry do? He grabs it and he crushes it. And he says, you have to have faith for that to work on me. Mm -hmm. You got to have a little George Michael with you. <laughs> Another great scene. I like that. He's like, he just seems like he's like enjoying it. Yeah. He's like, nice try idiot. But this is when Charlie pulls out his cross mm -hmm. and it actually works on him. Full of belief. What kind of sound does, does yeah, Jerry make? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Charlie pulls out the cross and um, our scary vampire goes, uh, Oh, oh, <laughs> and puts up his hands which i thought at the time he was like mocking him yeah like oh no oh your your cross is so scary and i was like took me a couple of seconds to realize like oh he's like that's his he's like terrified or that's his like animal you know kind of side like what's that what, what the fuck it's like the sound you make when you're a wounded animal or you yeah know? yeah it, yeah like uh yep yeah <laughs> thankfully well for jerry at least billy comes out of nowhere pops up he literally just like 
maybe this is the backhand you're talking about as well. He just like knocks fucking Charlie straight off the stairs. Yeah, I think that might have been the other backhand I was thinking of. Charlie eats shit, hits the ground super hard. <laughs> and Peter's like, well, uh, this is a bad situation I'm in. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but he, I guess you kind of realize he, he ends up running over to Charlie's house and maybe he's over there trying to like get help or he's trying to warn Charlie's ma that. There are vampires next door. Your son is hurt or your son's in danger. Yeah, that makes sense, especially for his character is not the, the bravest. No. Nope. And you just saw this child be, you know, <laughs> struck down to the ground. He's like, I'm going to go get this kid's mom. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> so Peter Vincent enters the house and he's looking around. He goes upstairs and he sees a woman or what he thinks is a woman sitting on the bed. I believe it is. Yes. And Under the covers, he sees uh, some curly red hair That's question right. mark yeah it's not hair though is it no i believe it's yarn what was that <laughs> it's was yarn. that a doll hair or something <laughs> like yeah it's ed by the yeah, way it's, it's uh it's evil ed evil he's ed. <laughs> wearing like a only maybe it's like a, uh, can oh, be described as like a it's like a mop it's like the it's top like of a raggedy mop. ann hair yeah yeah maybe <laughs> but it's like bright red a I bright red mop top. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely uh, interesting. Yeah. He looked goofy as shit. And he's like kind of, you know, still in like that vampire looking mode. And mm-hmm. he's got that fucking burn on his on his head. Yeah. Again, that cross he just burn. looks gross. Yeah. You. So he starts kind of chasing Peter Vincent and he 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 turns into like a like a yeah, werewolf. He turns into a wolf. A wolf. Yeah. Which. Huh. <laughs> I. Uh, you know vampire experts out there let us know if Mm -hmm. maybe we've missed something um i thought vampires only turned into bats you know i and like different forms of like do people excuse me people with like fangs and wrinkly faces and stuff but never like dogs or like Mm -hmm. uh, i'm turning into a cat you know it's like the scariest So very confusing to me. Yeah, but I really liked it. I thought the wolf looked pretty, uh, pretty gross and pretty cool. I loved the transformation. Yeah, very weird. Yeah. So Evil Ed in this wolf form tries to attack Peter and he ends up just fucking going straight off the stairs and ends up impaling himself. Yeah, right? on like a on like a piece of the, what the is banister. That banister? Yeah, yeah, like one of the, the columns staircase. from the banister just goes straight through his chest, yeah. which at first I was like, oh, no, the dog. But then, you know, yeah. it's not a dog. And wolf like, i mean the effects looked super cool super gross mm-hmm. and I, I was just like man it is taking ed so long to die right now oh yeah it was like it felt like a full 10 minute scene of like <laughs> first the wolf starts kind of like pulling itself along with a banister through itself and it's uh-huh. like ew and then it was full yeah the longest transformation i've seen i feel like where it shows every stage it would kind of cut away and cut back and it was kind of like half disturbing like a messed up human face with the the wolf nose and kind of bulgy eyes and like a big old forehead it was like making weird sounds yeah just (laughs) and then it would cut to peter vincent and he's just staring looking horrified yeah it's like that's how i feel closer yeah like he felt bad I feel like he did because you know it's it's a kid right he didn't necessarily have control he's under this influence but he was so annoying though guy yeah. you know <laughs> don't feel bad peter and i think peter's just like mm, all right this is a bad situation Oops. i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna leave <laughs> again yeah his classic peter vincent move yeah, i'm done bouncing yeah 
So now we're going to cut to Charlie uh, being taken to Amy or taken to a room that Amy is in and he gets locked in with her. She's fucking like panting, sweating. She's making these weird noises and she's clearly in that transformation part of going from human to vampire. Yeah. Bad news. Yeah. At this point, does she have, does she still look, I'm trying to remember, does she still look the way that she did before? Or has she taken on her new vampire aesthetic? I think she has maybe some kind of. Uh, I don't think she's full vampire. She's not like that. Yeah, you're right. She's kind of catatonic and shaking, but mainly looks the same. Yeah, pretty much. Kinda I think sweaty. I yeah, think like at you this said. point, she also now has long, kind of like blonde hair. Okay, cool. So her possibly. hair has possibly changed at this point. Yeah, yeah. Just at some point during this transformation, <laughs> the funniest things was just like, oh. So not only does your face change, I guess your hair grows longer and blonder from the brunette that it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. only, but only if you're a woman, I guess. Cause, um, uh, I was going to call him Chris, <laughs> the vampire guy. He, uh, his hair doesn't change. Uh, I think I it mean, gets like spikier, pointier. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah I think he had like, I, I wish his hair got longer and blonder too. Yeah, that'd be hella funny. Yeah. <laughs> he just becomes be a beautiful. beautiful, just annoying beautiful man. man. Yeah. It's like Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> So he's like trapped. They lock him in the room with. They lock him in the room and they're like, good luck. Her. She'll be changing soon. Right. Thankfully, Peter Vincent, uh, he returns. Instead of running from this house to another house to just <laughs> out of there, <laughs> yeah. he comes back to Charlie or comes back to the house to try and give Charlie a hand. He says he, he finds Charlie, you know, behind a locked door. And Charlie's like, we need to do something about this. Uh, being the vampire expert that Peter Vincent is, he tells Charlie that if they kill Jerry before dawn, they should be able to save Amy and she will revert back to her former self. They end up making some sort of distraction for Charlie to be able to open the door. He busts out. Of course, this attracts the attention of Billy and he goes upstairs to confront them. Billy being um, Mr. Vampire's roommate. In ah, case yes. anyone forgot. His roommate, lover, servant, slash friend. Yeah. Slash all the above. Yeah. I think it's Peter. Vincent has a gun now, right? Uh, does he? <laughs> yes. You're right. I yeah. believe he has a gun for some reason. He gets shot so many times and goes flying down the stairs. Billy does. Yes, Billy does. Not Peter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, first, yeah, he because he points the gun at Billy. Mm hmm. And he's like, don't move. Don't come any closer. Right to his forehead. Mm -hmm. And then shoots him straight in the forehead. He flies down the, the stairs, full, skips all the stairs, <laughs> hits the bottom and is fully dead. Well, so we think. so we think they're standing there for a second. I think they turn their backs. Totally. Yeah. He gets up, walks up those stairs. Yeah, and you hear, like, oh, they God. hear like creaking stairs and they're and they turn around and find Billy one step at a time coming towards them. And this is where. Peter just unloads everything he has into Billy until he runs out of bullets. Yep. To no effect. Billy could care less until finally he gets fucking staked staked to the heart. And I thought, mm, sorry. Well, what were you going to say? Cause I have a question. I was just going to say this was a fucking awesome kill. Yeah. Uh, I was confused here as well. <laughs> All right. Billy is as far as I can tell, not a vampire. I didn't think he was up until this point because because earlier I'm pretty sure even you mentioned earlier I think he was in the reflection but I now I want to go back and check because I think sure, I might actually. be wrong 
And then the whole thing where he was always awake during the day. That's true. And there's some other thing that happened where he's like, oh, I'm fine. Like another vampire test type of thing. Mm-hmm. But then they stab him. Well, first they shoot him a bunch of times and he's fine. Yeah. Straight in the face. Yeah. So he's got to be something. <laughs> gotta, if yeah, not a vampire. Something. And then when they, they stake him through the heart, he, he like melts into neon green goo oh it's so fucking cool and he turns to sand as well or like his bones turn to sand yeah he turns into like a bunch of little bone pieces Mm -hmm. and like ching 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 trinkles down the stairs and turns into sand dude like the fucking scene like when his face is just melting and the green goo is coming down i'm like yeah like it's gross but i was like this is. i mean it was very cool yeah it again it it reminded me of like um rages of the lost ark yeah that's the vibe i was getting like it's not like unsettling gross it's like whoa that's cool yeah and it's like skull slides across the ground like chatters it was neat and it's it's confusing but cool it's fun too that it's not just like you know blood it's goo and stuff Mm -hmm. so you know it's over the top in its own way but without being you know too gross i guess if that makes yeah, sense but it reminded me more of like a you know the that toy when you're a kid the mad scientist or oh, whatever where yeah, you make yeah. green goo and it would come out of the zombie brains it's like it's like comic f- gore and yeah. not like you said like muscles being torn and like blood and stuff it's more like oh oh no the bones are rattling and there's green goo it's like okay yeah great yeah, scene you know i guess i i just assumed maybe he was some sort of vampire. Yeah, maybe just a different level of vampire or something. Yeah, because I completely forgot that. Yeah, he was one who was always around during the daytime. He was yeah. going to talk to the cop when Billy went over there, or when um Charlie went over there during the day. With weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. Very so confused. With something. <laughs> yeah, he was some kind of thing. I want to look it up to see if like maybe he was like a like a zombie man. I don't know. Yeah. No idea. Well, this clearly upsets Jerry. He kind of starts going into full vampire mode now, too. He's flying around the house because Peter and Charlie are like, all right, we have to do this. Mm -hmm. All right. He turns into like a bat. Yeah. Also. okay, so there's he jumps off the stairwell and like this, his shadow on the wall turns from a man into a bat. That was really cool. Yeah. Well done. But then it shows the bat. bat. It was like, oh, God, what is that? It was like the weirdest, like like kind of shiny skin bat yeah like and it was big too it was like the size of a baby uh-huh and it like fell onto or jumped onto one of them i forget and it was like Argh! i think it was uh, charlie yeah i feel like if you're listening to this right now you have to go and just watch the last like 20 minutes of this movie to I, fully appreciate the whole movie you I think should watch the whole movie for sure but not to like jump ahead again but i thought this movie's great this movie's fan- like it, i have a lot of fun yeah with this movie. yeah spoiler it was great you should watch the whole thing but, but the highlight for sure like the, yeah the highlights are in this last kind of like most horror movies the highlights are towards the end right if Everything you, if you to refuse fruition. to watch it just watch the end but we'll get to that yeah, yeah. yeah you're right but I liked that he was a gross bat because it's not Me like, too. you know, everyone has like these, these, I don't know what I'm trying to say, these visions or these, these interpretations of vampires, you know, going back to Twilight being mm-hmm. these like sexy, just like, you know, forces. But you know what? Vampires are just gross and weird. And yeah. this one turning into just like a weird, hairy, fucked up looking bat. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, this is what a vampire is. Yeah. These Draculas are the worst. It almost seemed like part bat, part like ball sack. <laughs> like the way the skin worked. And it was like faint little curly hairs on it. It was like, ew, nobody wants this. Yeah. But it was great yeah. and hilarious. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
So during all this too, Amy ends up waking up. Right. This is when she has, for sure, she has the long blonde hair now mm-hmm. and her eyes are now straight like that straight up gross yellow. Yeah. She's full on. She looks, she's like, oh, you're something's wrong with you. Yeah. For sure. Things are bad. Yeah. Um, I might've just said that Charlie was the one who gets attacked by ball sack bat, but it's actually, uh, <laughs> it's Peter. Peter Vincent right, gets right. attacked by ball sack bat. And when he's trying to help or when Charlie's trying to help Peter Vincent, he gets bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which also I was kind of wondering like if, if you get bit by the bat, yeah, do you does not that, turn into a vampire? I was wondering that too. I mean, he doesn't and he ends up kind of going into light. So I guess maybe you have to be like in human form when you get Or maybe bit. it just went like it wasn't, there wasn't long enough time. True. I don't know. Or maybe again, it just has to be the neck. No, that can't be yeah. true. I think you're right. It has to be human form probably. Something like that. Or I guess in, in this lore. Right. But yeah, he gets, um, he gets bitten, but he throws him off. And uh, just in my notes, I have Jerry flies around and is looking ugly. <laughs> Very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so Jerry ends up kind of fleeing to the basement because the sun is starting to come up. Mm-hmm. And well, that's where his coffin is. And he needs to he needs to hide. He needs to get somewhere safe before right. dawn. Peter, Vincent, and Charlie end up going down there. They see the coffin, or they see Jerry, and I think he's lying there, and he's kind of gone to sleep, or he's preparing to go to sleep. And Peter is going to go stab him with a stake. Charlie hears something behind him, and this is when he turns around and sees Amy. She's vampire-y looking. Yeah, she's definitely, she definitely looks different. Yeah. Again, the eyes are there. I think she has some of the teeth. Not like the big teeth, maybe the smaller teeth. Yeah, the subtler, classic vampire teeth. Yeah, the blonde hair. Yeah, long and, hair. Yep, she's coming at him. So Charlie holds up a, holds up a cross. Yeah. And she, she recoils, and she says the line, what is it? You promised you would protect me. And she's kind of hiding her face. And then she does. Yeah, she's kind of like, uh, you know, being like, oh, no, I'm I'm your girlfriend. Remember that kind of attitude of like, I'm, oh, no, not I'm trying victim, to kill you, know? you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, has her face in her hands. Yeah. And he's, I think he's I'm sure he starts to put the cross down a little bit because like, oh, no, it's Amy. And she throws her face up and she's gone just into full vampire mode. Full on. And I, I love this fucking look. It's so cool. Yeah, gross big teeth like her mouth is just like huge yeah it's like half of her face it's like a shark smile the teeth are huge the eyes are wide this look is spectacular funnily funnily enough she also has like a bunch of eye uh eyeliner yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it all vampires spooky, I mean, do yeah it totally goes with the look i'm i'm all for it yeah so she reveals her face. It's awesome and she attacks charlie after she's i think they're wrestling on the ground and He's calling for like Peter Vincent to help him because he ain't doing so well. Charlie yeah. on the ground there. Peter's so close to getting Jerry, but he kind of stops for a second and he's contemplating. Do I stake Jerry or do I help Charlie? Mm. And this is the point where Jerry kind of wakes back up and he starts attacking. Right. And he gets Peter Vincent cornered. And this is when Charlie makes the brilliant decision to start smashing the glass, which has been painted over black paint right and it starts to let in sunlight yeah it's like sunlight missiles every every glass he or every window he breaks sends down this bright pillar of light that, yeah that jerry can't touch it's very cool because like you know he's getting hit like on the side of the arms and stuff or he's just trying to avoid it and it's like this stuff will 
This will yeah, kill you. It's starting you. to sizzle and smoke a little bit. Yeah. I think Amy like <clears throat> manages to get subdued, right? Um e- yes. I'm I'm gonna say yes. Oh, that's right. She gets like smashed in the face with like, <laughs> you know, some junk that's in the basement. Yeah. It just puts her down immediately. Yeah, just not he's like barely he just right over the shoulder wasn't even thinking about it. Boom, smack in the head. And this is, you know, again, they're just throwing everything in the basement to destroy all of these windows. Mm-hmm. The lights coming through and they finally manage to get him. He's cornered and they smash just like one of the last panels and he just gets fucked up. Yeah. He like blasts across the room with like a green flame. Mm-hmm. It was really cool looking. It was just melting and burning. Mm-hmm. That was cool. It was very cool. Man. Yeah. I got to I got to I'm going to post things like you know pictures of this on the uh on the instagram just because it's it's hard to describe yeah it's, do a the visuals too. are really cool yeah yeah these are definitely visuals that you need to see that are that i think just add to this movie being so good because mm-hmm. you know they're they are far and few but i don't think that that's a problem because it makes it it's it's worth the build up yeah the fact that they build like a such a like relatable kind of realistic suburban neighborhood and then throwing all these like really cool visuals. I think it makes them even cooler. Yeah. So after Jerry gets disintegrated, destroyed and demolished, Amy is returned back to normal. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, her face is normal. Her hair is back to the short brown. I don't know. Bowl cut. She has <laughs> bowl cut. <laughs> and it looks like the night of fright is over. You see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we cut to sometime after Peter Vincent has gotten his show back. Fright night. Right. It's on the air. Amy and Charlie are back together. They're up in his room watching. Making Fright out. Night, just making like out. how the movie started. Just mm-hmm. like it should be. But they're not arguing about anything this time. And, you know, True. they're making out. And uh, Peter calls out. He's like, am I right, Charlie? Yeah. He gives him a little wink. Yeah. And they stop making out immediately because... You know, Peter Vincent's on. Yeah, and he's watching. Speaking of watching, Charlie kind of glances out the window to Billy and Jerry's old house. And we kind of see like a flash of red, some red eyes possibly in the window. Oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. He does a bit of a double take and they're gone. Oh, yeah. Did Charlie see something out there? Who's to say? Well, I'll say right now. Yeah. (laughs) Steve will say. It ends with a bit of a slow motion shot, kind of zooming in on the window. And then you just hear evil Ed laughing. And he says, oh, you're so cool, Brewster. Cue <laughs> the Fright Night theme. See, I thought that little last sting, that uh, evil Eddie thing was just a fun little like ending. I didn't mm-hmm. think it had anything to do with the story, but I didn't. Now knowing the thing with the eyes. Oh, you didn't, you were being serious. You didn't see yeah. the eyes. Oh. I didn't see the eyes. Yeah. I was just like, huh? I thought it was just a little like, that Fun. was crazy. Yeah. Like, look at the, and it's empty now. Good thing we killed all those dudes. And then it was like evil. Ed being like, ha ha. Remember me? I'm crazy. And then it ended. And I was like, no, that, was, that movie was good. I didn't tie that together <laughs> at all. Yeah. It, I believe it sets up for the sequel, which I've never seen. I, uh, I did not know there was a sequel. Yeah, Fright Night Two. Keep frightening. That's right. It's Fright not- Night Two. Uh oh. 
The bat's back. Uh, Fright Night 2, back in the habit. Fright Night 2, Charlie's mom is addicted to Valium. <laughs> Fright Night 2, cruise control. <laughs> yeah, try and top that. <laughs> uh, I did know there was a remake. Yes, yeah. Actually. Which I'm a fan of. I liked the remake. Me too. I thought it was pretty good. Anton Yelchin. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots. And Elizabeth Shue. That's She's right. the ma. Yeah. Uh, I really like that movie. I think that that is a pretty good reboot. Yeah. Yeah, me too. A good reboot. And David Tennant. Oh, that's right. David Tennant. Yeah. yeah. He plays uh, Chris, Chris's role. No, don't Mr. you mean Mr. Vampire. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. He's not the vampire. Colin Farrell plays. Uh, yeah. I got, tw- I got, I got that twisted for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a very, very good remake. It modernizes it and updates it for today. Mm -hmm. And I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, me too. But uh, going back to this movie. Yes, there is a sequel. I haven't seen it. I heard it was okay. Maybe I'll get around to it one day. But this movie, I think, is excellent. I think it's a lot of fun. Great movie. When the practical effects, when like the melting and the exploding and the burning things happen, clearly a lot of effort and love was put into it. And Mm -hmm. I really like those scenes and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like you kind of brought up, you know, Jerry, the vampire, he's a bit over the top with his, Mm -hmm. and his quips. And like, Mm -hmm. I like all that kind of stuff that, uh, like you said, they're having fun. And I mean, I'm a sucker for this, this era too. just like these eighties movies, um, all have such, like heart. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you can tell that people really cared when they're making them. Um, God, in the style it's just so good. Yeah. So satisfying and like cozy, which is weird to say about a vampire movie, mm-hmm. but it's like, this is a movie I would watch on like a rainy day. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. Something I would show my friends. Yeah. Big old bucket of popcorn, watch some weird guy in a nightclub, be a vampire, you know? Do some cool dance moves. Hear those yeah. guitar riffs. Oh, ah, that's, that's the noise I was looking that. for. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, so far, um, I usually like to ask about the favorite kills or the favorite deaths in the movie. Uh, this one didn't have too many. But out of, let's see, there was technically Evil Ed, his death. He was getting uh, stabbed as a werewolf or he got impaled. You have Billy, who also got staked mm-hmm. goo melted and then turned to bone and then finally the final death was jerry turning into a ball of f- green fire because <laughs> i mean i'm assuming we're not going to count like essentially transformations like amy becoming a vampire. it's not like she's she's not it's not a death she's being bitten and she's being turned into a vampire so that doesn't count i right? mean aren't vampires secondly the undead um that is a good point um yeah no let's let's not count but that, that. Doesn't, yeah yeah because yeah, i mean because she gets she comes back to life yeah she seems fine afterwards yeah she seems good so yeah because we won't count billy the first billy the first like billy. him being turned the first time oh yeah no so we'll just do yeah billy we have billy this, billy is billy wolf no that's evil ed i mean i that's why i was saying billy over and oh, over i, I meant evil ed the first evil Ed's first death. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? And Billy's cause he gets shot in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do the goo scene. Mm-hmm. Billy, Billy goo, Billy goo, Ed, Ed wolf. wolf 
and uh, Jerry, Jerry Bat, Jerry Bat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know mine right off the bat. I'm curious to see if we have the same answer uh, for favorite, right? Yes. I mean, I guess we, I guess usually sometimes it, I don't, I don't know. Wait. Hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I broke yeah. you. Yeah. That's okay. Should we say favorite. on three? On three. All right. One, One two, two, three. three. Billy, Billy Goo. Goo. Oh, hey. okay. Interesting. I kind of <laughs> nice. thought you were going to say Ed Wolf. I was leaning toward Ed Wolf, but just. <clears throat> I mean, it was really cool. It was. Yeah, it looked so good. The effects were beautiful and gross, but just. Something about Billy, Billy Goo. Goo. It was just like <laughs> the green goo for me. Just it was so satisfying. Yeah. And just melting. Yeah. Bleh. Turning into a skeleton and then sand or whatever. It was like, you know what it was? Ed Wolf was really, really cool, but uh-huh. I have seen people turn from humans into wolves and stuff. Oh, we all have. Even though it was like really creative and cool. My but neighbor next door does seen... that every, every fucking full yeah. moon. God, that, and it. that's annoying. Yeah. That's so loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but Billy Goo, <laughs> uh-huh. that's some shit I've never seen. Yeah. I'm sure a melting person, but like in the way they did it, it was mm-hmm. enough for me to be so confused about what was happening and what kind of creature he was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, that was great. The creature part never even entered my head. And now I'm like, oh, what was he? Yeah. You know, totally <laughs> lost. I want to, I'm definitely going to Google that later. <laughs> Get it? Because goo. Google. <laughs> no that was pretty funny well on top of that i also like to ask uh uh, a rating of the movie Mm. Uh, i haven't let's see how about i got it oh let's have it Uh, this is gonna be my first uh uh rating yeah this is gonna be my first uh rating system yeah on this podcast mr uh official unofficial co-host of the podcast so i'm gonna ask you sir please how many um ball sack bats oh, out of 12 <laughs> would you give this movie hmm. i would give this movie a solid eight do i can i do half bat sacks um no <laughs> <laughs> i like having power all right wow, this is <laughs> this is difficult uh i would give this eight uh bat ball sacks out of 12 bat ball sacks nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this movie, I I think we kind of already went over it, but I think it's very fun. You know, it's not doesn't take itself seriously. It's not too dark. The kills are great, and it's something I would show a friend. Yeah, it's very easy. This is like one of those easy horror movies you can kind of possibly turn somebody on to. Totally, I think this yeah, is very accessible. Exactly. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Like, I don't think anyone's gonna watch this and be too grossed out or anything that's really entertaining like the worst thing is maybe like the pencil through the hand and even that's like kind of i'd say probably i don't know whatever you know pretty gross that's true yeah Yeah, pretty gnarly yeah just like a slippery boy yeah you're right slippery Slippery, but also kind of hairy yeah yeah well let me ask you now honestly i would say i might have to answer the same i was gonna say seven okay ball sack bats out of 12 Mm mm-hmm but then I realized doing the math, that's only one above 50%. Yeah. Which is like, the movie was way better than that. Most I almost definitely. want to give it nine. Okay. But I'm going to give it eight. All right. I'm going to copy you. I'm going to give it eight. I think that's a great pinpoint. That's that's exactly what I would. 
And like, I'm actually really glad that you, you enjoyed this. Cause I don't want to say that the past movies have been duds with you, but you know, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say duds. Interesting watches for sure. Um, yeah. Interesting. Not maybe not my vibe. Yeah. The first one was pretty good. True. Yeah. But this is definitely, if you were going to watch all of these movies, this is the one that's the most like the kinds of things that I like or yeah. the, that would. Yeah. And that's that kind I'm attracted of to what this podcast is kind of about is trying to find maybe a happy medium of a movie mm-hmm. again, might not ever watch. And now yeah. you have, and you're like, all right, I can add that to a list that I, that I like. Yeah. Like I, I'd buy like a fright night t-shirt mm-hmm. now after seeing this movie. And we talked about the original or not the original. I'm sorry. We talked about the remake. Uh, for a hot minute. I think we watched that together years and years ago and Mm -hmm. you even enjoyed that one too. Oh yeah. Great movie. I I would recommend that that movie too. I believe I do own that movie. Yeah. And now you see where it came from and I is safe to say you have a appreciation for both of them. Oh, totally. I would say, yeah, I I would like to own, I would, I would buy this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Have like a little two pack. Yeah. I would recommend to watch both of these movies to probably anyone. Yeah. It just feels like a classic eighties movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Alrighty. This is the segment that I like to call Fright Facts. Ooh. Hot Fright Night Trivia brought to you by Steve Hurwitz and Jeff Miller. Oh. It's pretty good. Thanks. So for our first piece of Fright Facts, man, I almost oh, messed sorry. that one up. Oh, I thought you wanted us to do it at the same time. Oh, no, that's all right. Okay. <laughs> So for our first piece of Fright Facts, the crew spent a lot of time and money composing the scene where Jerry walks through Mrs. Brewster's bedroom and casts no reflection in the mirror. It doesn't work, director Tom Holland had frequently commented. The audience never notices it because I framed it badly. Yeah, I did not pick up on that. I didn't either. I had to go back and rewatch that. And it it's true. And it looks pretty cool. It's one of those details that I wouldn't have paid attention to until seeing that piece of trivia there. So it's still a cool like little detail, but if it was framed better, it might've been a cooler effect that people would have maybe picked up on. But it's little things like that, that, you know, directors will go to the extra mile for that really, I think make a difference in a movie. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that does show up later again when Peter Vincent doesn't see the reflection. Right. Oh uh, yeah. I got a piece of trivia. Let's have it. Um, So in the scene, that we mentioned previously um, where Amy goes full vampire mm-hmm. where she's been turned. And um, because of this has uh, spooky, like b- uh, vomit yellow eyes and long, like her hair is long and blonde for some reason. And she's wearing like a white dress. Um, her dress is actually kind of see-through mm-hmm. um, and you can see her boobs. Oh. Um, this might not seem like trivia, but I'm going to continue. <laughs> Please. Um, the actor actually wore like a prosthetic. Mm-hmm. So her, it, it was like a fake chest plate um, to enhance her bosom, as they say. As they say. Um, and I think it ties into the blonde hair thing. I think there was a weird kind of lusty thing going on with, a, with this this type of vampire. The whole like horny trance and mm-hmm. like she gets turned and turns into this like more vixen type vampire, which yeah. is kind of weird where like her hair gets long and poofy and like her makeup changes and she gets like big boobs and stuff. It was kind of like kind of goofy, but um, so she, yeah, so she had a fake breastplate and she apparently kept it. 
the mm-hmm. actor and she would wear it at conventions and like to this day or whatever I, I think i read is like while she's signing autographs she'd like joke around with fans and tell them to like touch her boobs mm-hmm. but they're just like <laughs> fake chest plate like out on the table that's fun yeah actually here's something i uh i found that has to do with the billy uh like what is he Oh, interesting. Yeah. So most viewers conclude that Billy was some kind of ghoul or possibly a half vampire. I think you kind of said that too, uh, who hasn't yet been fully turned. Another possibility is that he was a golem made by Dandridge, Jerry, from sand and other matter in order order to serve as protector, which... Which explains the whole his bones kind of turning to sand. Yeah. I I like ghoul better me too because of the green goo and stuff and maybe ghouls just have sandy bones and it's more that kind of just like that horror element yeah it's kind of more classic horror vampires ghouls ghosts and goblins goblins. yeah (laughs) me too i like that so he's a ghoul now let's 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 say he's a ghoul yeah oh here is something i think is actually very cool so while blocking a scare scene director tom holland as visual effects man randall william cook if he could devise a quote unquote shark mouth for one of the vampires, there was neither time nor money left in the budget to create an elaborate prosthetic. But Cook agreed to concoct a rig over the weekend with the proviso that it would only be on screen for a few seconds. Ultimately, the crudely made mouthpiece was not only featured extensively in the film, <laughs> it was also utilized for the movie's famous poster art. Those bastards. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. It's like, okay, dude, I'm going to hobble something together over the weekend. Just make sure it's only shown really quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be very good. And it's like, oh, totally, man. We promise. And yeah. then it's like a main fucking feature of the movie. It's on the po- the famous poster. Yeah. And that I remember seeing awesome. that too and being kind of like, before I'd seen the movie, I was like, those teeth are kind of wonky. It's very goofy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure he felt the same way. You know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely. <laughs> but that's funny. It did work out and it's classic now, but. Yeah. Like seeing that, I'm like, well, this is like the the fright night look right this is a, a vampire look yeah I, I i remember seeing that you know back in the video store too that was one of those movies mm. i would glance across and i was like creepy <laughs> yeah me too cool <laughs> i guess look, looking back that's something you can kind of be proud of now you're like that is a staple of this the series now Oh, totally i feel like looking back he's got to be i don't know if proud's the right word but like satisfied yeah it's like well you created something that's classic now even if it's not maybe what your best work would have been yeah it ended up for whatever reason it's it's maybe if that's the other thing if maybe he spent all the time maybe it wouldn't have been as kind of goofy and spooky as it was maybe it would have been a uh, the result wouldn't have been as as cool beloved or cool yeah yeah and i feel like that mouth too just it fits in perfectly with the way this movie is Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't take itself seriously right bunch of jagged shark teeth looking Ugh. and they kind of like even rely on that look in the uh in the reboot too oh that's right when Imogen puts i think she's amy i don't know if they i think they keep the same character names i believe so yeah yeah uh when she gets turned into the vampire and it's it's cg it's not i don't think it's practical but she just has that very similar kind of like wide mouth lots of teeth look yeah it's definitely similar mm-hmm. so good for you man yeah, good for you, guy. Whatever your name is. I forget if you already said what his name uh, was. Rand- Randall William Cook. Hey, good for you, Randall William Cook. All right. Finally, did you know that there was a different ending to this movie? Like an alternate ending? Yeah. I don't think it was filmed, but I think it was in one of the original scripts. So originally, in at the end, you know, where Charlie and Amy are in bed together, making out, watching Fright Night. 
Mm. Uh, Peter Vincent comes on and he declares tonight's creepy crawler is Dracula strikes again, obviously about vampires. You know what vampires look like, don't you? They look like this. And then Charlie and Amy are horrified as Peter begins to transform. Once his transformation into a vampire is complete, Peter stares into the camera and says, hello, Charlie. And then the picture frame phrases and the credits roll. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's interesting. I, I almost like that better. Really? I don't know. I might hate it. <laughs> it's the one of those things I'd have to see and I might be like, oh, God. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, cool. Like a little little bit of a fun twist. It is, it is a fun twist for sure. But I kind of like how everything gets, for the most part, kind of wrapped up and it's a bit of a happy ending. Right. I just I just wouldn't. I mean, maybe the script was also different with this ending. I feel like Peter Vincent was out during the day. I don't know. Maybe he was just a different kind of right, vampire. Right, right. Yeah. Or I'm sure they would have figured out some way to incorporate that. But it would have been it, yeah. a much interesting and different ending. Yeah, know? different vibe for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeff, speaking of endings, this is actually going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. Jeff, I just want to thank you as always for coming along on this spooky journey with me. And uh, again, I want to thank everyone for listening and sharing your love and support for us here in the House of Horror. Uh, if you could please rate and review us, that's how we can get this podcast out to more horror and movie fans such as yourselves. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at jeffersonmiller.com or uh, on Instagram at Art of Jefferson or I guess TikTok or Twitter or whatever. It's all Art of Jefferson. Yeah, he has some great prints as always up there. And actually, today I just got a little package from his uh, from his website. It's a sticker pack. It's got some cool VHS stickers. It has his uh, Cult Club logo and a couple other things in there. It's very fun, very cool. 10 out of 10, yeah, 100% recommend. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Hurwitz's House of Horror on Instagram. Again, please uh, check me out over there because we'll be posting more pictures and behind the scene content of some of the things we talk about on the podcast, uh, specifically in this episode, some of the very cool practical and gory effects in this movie. So with that, as we say at the end of every episode of Hurwitz's House of Horror, Ooh, Dracula. Ooh. Fright night. Oh.